substitute. Discretion is advised. Open the door to a world of music synthesis. It works by first generating these harsh, bright sounds made up of many pure tones played together. We would pass these bright waves into a filter, which in this case, literally like your tone controls on a hi-fi set, uh, remove portions or boost portions of the sound. We can make it sound very dull, quite pure, or very bright. And you can do this dynamically in time, so sort of percussive or make it open up, make it sit up there. Yes, we're making it sit up there. Hi, welcome to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans radio show you never knew you needed. You're welcome. I am your host, Juno Tempest. In the studio with me, I have... Fox Coker. That's my boyfriend, y'all. And also, I, this is Xerxes Verdam. Like this chump Anton was on the show last time, but he's okay. out of the picture. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome, Xerxes. Uh, it's great to have you in the studio. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, I'm really different from Anton. All right. You're yeah. <laughs> Xerxes. Yeah. Xerxes. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta yeah. make sure to use yeah. the proper name because I, I feel like you're, you're Anton's evil twin, uh, who is also a doctor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like I guess I'm Anton's like friend who knows a little bit more than him. Very, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's very, very yeah. Uh, apropos. Yeah. yeah, very apropos. Yeah, like Anton likes to like probably. I don't even know what Anton likes. Probably likes to get fucked by guys and stuff. Oh my I'm god, not, how gay! Yeah, not me. I'm a authority. <laughs> Yep, total Not, authority. Yeah. Uh, that's my co-host, Dr. Xerxes Verdumpt. Yeah. yeah, there you, you go. You can catch us on uh, <laughs> every third Monday at Branded Saloon for genre <laughs> reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic. Our next show is our all-star show, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. On August 19th, yeah. it's our third anniversary. Yeah, so we'll only have like... The all-stars. All-stars, yes. It's a curated experience of uh, literature and yeah. like transgender expression yeah so i uh, i've got a, a couple people who've confirmed with me i want to can you talk to cat yeah, yeah we need cat yeah. fitzpatrick in the room yeah. and i'll i'll see if i can reach out to cecilia Gentile. oh nice oh yeah yeah she's a, she's she's amazing she's definitely an all-star i think uh we're gonna have venus selenite oh she should be she should be on the show she's like one of the first performers we were able to pay oh sweet yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, the selenite is pretty cool. Like I, I guess I was at this uh, cold store and I touched a selenite wand. Oh, yeah. you mean yeah. <laughs> you mean Catland? Yeah, it was books? Catland. Yeah, and they like I like that's where I like I touched the wand. So that was like uh, yeah, very I empowering. Mean, I I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people come in the store just to touch the wands. Yeah, I know it's yeah. kind of a problem. Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. Is that the one that looks like a collection of slivers? Yeah. Like I, I look. I feel like if I touch that, it's something's going in my fingers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one there, of those stones that's a little more. Um, it's a little more finely columnar. Yeah, I think it's like a mica of some sort. Yeah. Um, you can catch me at Catland Books every Wednesday and Thursday from noon to eight p.m. 
come come through for all your witchy yeah. needs. Oh yeah, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's get on with the, theme yeah, of the show. Yeah, we are. We opened this sh- radio show. I yes. I opened uh, the radio show with a selection from an interview with one Wendy Carlos. She uh, is responsible for creating the scores of some amazing films and basically cementing electronic music um, as a genre in uh, modern music, I guess. Um, She has scored movies such as A Clockwork Orange, Tron, and The Shining. Um, And she she pioneered uh, synthesized music uh, with the Moog. Fox, do you want to share some yeah. some uh, some uh, info sure. you have yeah. about the Moog? Oh, the Moog. Well, she started off with the uh, switched on Bach was what she got her famous. Yeah, it won three Grammys. So um, three Grammys, very wow. big. It, well, it was on the the top charts for a while. Yeah, it was a platinum selling record. It was the first platinum selling yeah. classical record oh it was actually bach like in yeah she, form. she oh. completely synthesized oh that's like really sick uh, every yeah. single instrument yeah, every... broke it down mm-hmm. yeah and then Whoa. when they did it for uh clockwork orange they had yeah. to recreate uh i think I believe they said a synthesizer just for one instrument or how they played it yeah. so i mean it was custom stuff which they mm-hmm. she had to work with uh mr moog who or, made sure. the moog itself yeah. and he had a custom make it for her uh because you had a, you could only do one one note input at a time and there was no like sensitivity to the keys which is just normal nowadays so mm-hmm. it changed it for her um she had a she had to work with him on it because at that time there were twenty thousand dollars in the 1960s which is what one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars nowadays mm-hmm so it's not something you could easily pick up that's how much a synthesizer was in the 1960s. then yeah 20k yeah. Okay. wow yeah it's like yeah, that's uh, several years worth yeah. of wages, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, when they, they released a Switched On Bach, for, uh, was it Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones just bought a Moog. But it takes years to learn it, so no one learned how to use learn it in the Rolling Stones, and they just sold it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, it's sort of interesting. I wonder why it seems to be like there's a history of, like, trans artists being attracted to, like, electronic and, like, music and like sort of like robotic things she kind of hates electronic music oh, really? i think now disco and i'm much what is she like now well she said i don't i don't care to listen to anything that repeats something 16 times like Whoa. if you got a phrase i got it after the four, fourth time and then she like nice. self-admitted i'm just being a cranky old bitch whoa like, yes so. self-crit yeah all right. Oh, man, like I'm dissing everything that's that synthesizers have <laughs> yeah. made in the past like so many years. Yeah, that's like so, exactly like, the opposite of like music I like. Yeah, like, I like music that repeats like the one cool thing mm-hmm. over and over. That's I mean, why I really get it. I had, like Joy Division. Yeah. <laughs> there's Joy Division, but like, I'm thinking like also like more classical minimalist composers like yes. Philip Glass. Yeah, sure. And uh what what's his name? Yeah. Stephen Reich. But even that has like uh, there's a flow. It's not about the repetition. It's about taking us, you know, lower sounds and stretching it over with like mm-hmm. Philip Glass's stuff. He did the score for. I was telling you about the film Koi Koi Kamisati. Oh, Koi Oh my god, I there love that go. movie. Yeah, because it's so fucked up. It's just like watching these like uh like heavy industrial machinery and stuff. Like there's no plot per se. It's just different images of like industrial machinery and like 
uh, synthesized mm. music and like sometimes like also like scenes of nature and like stuff like that but like most it's just like it's very I feel like as Xerxes for a dump that movie is very me like it's just uh, it's very Xerxes it gets, yes. I mean it gets it's there's a lot of feels it's yes. kind of it's, it's it's almost abrasive but but not like like hard like, I mean that the scenes where it's the empty the empty cities in oh, the yeah. Europe Eastern Europe block like and then that the airplane graveyards and then when they, they they cut the scenes of the the people cutting across the streets and like it's like the you know the the planet becomes a uh, its own organism the red blood cells like the humans rushing back and forth it's austere uh, i would say mm-hmm. yeah what was i i was telling yeah. fox earlier that um this new wave stuff that he's into that like is meant to sound like the 80s it's like well it was about kind of like living in the moment and like kind of putting off the inevitability of uh, one's own demise. Like we we might be dead tomorrow, but like let's just enjoy this sunset on the beach uh, and not think about how we're dying of cancer or whatever. Um, it's like the last line in um, where Hunter S. Thompson talks about riding the crest of the wave. I just called it the 1980s version of YOLO. <laughs> I feel like mine is much more poetic. Oh, yes. Boxes. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a 21st century poet after all. I mean, like uh, to put in the drugs there, it's like the uh, heyday of the cocaine and everything. The freedom of the 70s and 60s were ending. So it was, let's grab onto this last moment before it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then oh, the 90s God. rave scene came in in ecstasy. Okay. And, it's all back again. Wait, which was there a musical scene that's not like kind of like of that time with drugs? Yes, or like the version of YOLO for that like time period. Is there like a type of music that whose message is not YOLO but instead like defer like pleasure? Or I mean, studying? I can think of like emo music is like <laughs> oh, yeah. much in the moment of misery. Yeah, I guess grunge, that's true, yeah. grunge yeah. started at the last, late eighties with like Radiohead and yeah. Nirvana and that. I mean, oh, I, I can think of like, like the one music that's not YOLO is like maybe like Gregorian chanting. It's just like it's just like <laughs> one note, and it's like not meant to bring you like pleasure exactly. It's just meant to make you think about well about like higher things, mm-hmm. like <laughs> about the afterlife. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, then we so, get the the you know with the, I mean electronic music it's started like in the eighties. You 80s. only live twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once for a limited time offer, and the next yeah. for eternity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm a genius, y'all. Oh yeah. If you're just tuning in, mm-hmm. you're listening to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans radio show you never knew you needed. You're welcome. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn yeah. every Sunday from four to five PM. Yes. Oh, but to bring the topic back to uh like Wendy Carlos and like synthesized yeah. music. So she no longer likes music that's like repeating itself. Well, that's not a thing that I looked up. I just there I, was there was an inter- interview her response oh, okay. more specifically to disco, and uh, so like I think it's just the repetition there, which then disco born house and all of the rest electronic. So yeah, I mean you can't like everything that your she did start with. Do, it was switched on do. Bach. I mean that's classical. Yeah. So there's you know real complicated stuff. You know so that's well also like. Who is who is ever going to live up to the expectations of Wendy Carlos, who is oh. solely responsible for the like for this entire yeah. 
fucking genre. Like, you can argue okay. subgenre all you want, but she is the queen mother. Well, you know, like, what who's about, ever going to live up uh, to the queen mother's expectations? No one. Whoa. That's, that, that's a compelling argument. I know. Yeah. Right? I mean, even if it's not true, like, I like the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so this this tidbit I played, she was yeah. like creating, uh, like creating a note from scratch, like creating a I think it was a synthesized xylophone note from scratch and then creating a composite from there and then like adding like an initial kind of tone to it. I think she was explaining um, with the Moog, you start with like a, a, yeah. noise, a large noise and strip away and then digitally mm-hmm. you go the opposite direction yeah. and build it up. And that yeah. last part where she's added in the... Was it the, the, the mallet hitting? Yeah. I mean, exactly. it's just unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. And I have like... To think of the the mental mapping to have these types of sounds within your brain, I mean that's it's unbelievable. Well, like a lot of trans people I know tend to be on the autism spectrum, and I feel like that's why a lot of us are attracted to like engineering yeah. roles. Like a lot of us are engineering minded because of autism or whatever. Yeah. Or like, and it's just that autism wasn't like a thing that was understood in the sixties. You were just eccentric. Yeah. I or guess that's a nerd. How, right. I guess that's how I still think of autism. I'm still a bit confused by it. Like, it's like anytime you like abstract stuff, it's autistic. Like every time you're just not like, is autistic just anytime you're not able to like relate to people in a normal way? Uh, no, autism is a complex set right. of, uh, of symptoms and traits and whatever. And it's like, uh, even more complex in like the factors that, uh, go into like, uh, like, I guess, uh, what, what, what this syndrome looks like. There's adult autism and child autism. Also, they look different. Well, I think the difference is like, a child who is say like I I wasn't diagnosed until I was twenty five, um and like it made so much sense once I was diagnosed, and I had to seek out that diagnosis. I was worried that I was a sociopath because I'm like, oh. why do I not? Why can I not maintain the long term relationships? I'm so oh. angry all the time. What is happening? Why can't I connect with people? Oh, wait, I feel that way. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, Anton, I don't feel anything. Uh, yeah, your yeah. doctors are yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yes. And when you talked about, like, your socks. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a I, ringer right there. I used to annoy the fuck out of my ex-boyfriend. We were in Paris, and I think it was because I was, like, so anxious because I had already decided I needed to transition. This was in, uh like, May of twenty. 15 um like it was our last trip together the relationship was crumbling and so like i was just constantly annoyed by the seams in my socks and like like uh like symmetrical tightness of my shoelaces oh yeah and Uh so i would have to stop like every half hour to adjust my shoes and socks because it I was just so under so much stress and anxiety. Yeah. Over like knowing that my relationship was crumbling down around me. Yeah. I mean, I guess that seems a little eccentric, but also seems reasonable. Like, well, yeah, it's uh, like uh, the uh, (laughs) 
Social Security Administration calls yeah. it an episode of decompensation. Oh. Um, and according to that same Social Security Administration, experiencing episodes of uh, prolong, like prolonged episodes of decomp- uh, decompensation for one's disability, uh, resulting in like two or more weeks in a given year uh, where you cannot function regularly um, or like be, you know, like part of the reason I've lost so many jobs is because like I just fucking decompensate for like my mental illness. And then I go crazy because I think everyone's like out to get me when really I'm just not able to perform up to a given standard. And so I need a little more leeway, but we operate in a capitalist society. And so like, yeah, I end up getting fired for showing up to work five minutes late, you know, oh, yeah, three, course, yeah. three days in a row. Yeah. Cause it's New York city. It's not well employment state. Yeah. You know, uh, but like decompensation is a, is a real thing. So I, I, I feel like that's where the majority of my ex- eccentricities like come from is like when I'm super stressed, I just start thinking oh. too much about these little things, oh, which yeah. is why There's I like way of dealing with it. delve into uh, special interests. Ah, I see. That's like called a, rumination. Yeah. No, rumination is different. Rumination is like more like you like go over and over like certain thoughts. But also specifically yeah. negative thought. Yes. Well, that's yeah. where the special interest comes uh, in because if you can concentrate on an external thing, yeah, you don't have to go you into your negative thoughts. Be, yeah, you block the cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That actually seems like more healthy. That seems like a it classic all-American like workaholism, where just like when, I'm sad, I'm gonna like work harder. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and it, it there are periods of time where that can be a legitimate coping mechanism. Yeah, like disassociation is a survival mechanism. Yeah, I it's, hear so many, like so many. I I love y'all, y'all queer envies out there, but like making a mental illness into a personality is not a legitimate look. It's not cute. Like you gotta. We live in a society, you know. Oh, that's my fa- I'm on that Facebook group. It's my favorite one. <laughs> we yeah. live in a society. Yeah. Unfortunately, you are expected to function to a certain extent and like find find a way to like compensate for your disability. You won't always be able to do so. And yes, it's unfair and yes, it sucks, but like fucking get with it. Yeah. That's uh Xerxes for Adompt approved like medical advice. And and yeah. now I'm now I'm yeah. true scum and I'm canceled. Yeah. Yes, do well, that. Yeah, this is why I don't get on, like I don't post my uh, opinions on the internet very often, and I keep my, for the yeah. most part, I keep my like on stage uh, opinions and on air opinions to myself because yeah. they can get me in trouble because it's like recorded. Oh yeah! Oh. For everyone to see, it's like a paper trail. It's a digital paper trail. Yes. Well, I, do you think our shows are recorded? I guess no. I guess, but people are like aware. Well, yeah. no, this show. Yeah, this is shows, recorded, yeah. and I've been on the radio yeah. talking. Yeah. At. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The you internet wanna, for years. Yeah. Oh, that's well, true. not years, but for over a year. Yeah. No, you have to be very careful with how you like say your opinion. It's very true. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's uh, you know, the price we pay for being. Public figures. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only way I'm a public figure is like my dick. I feel like my dick is precedes my 
my reputation. Yeah. I want to tie that back to uh, Wendy Carlos. She, uh, when she fully transitioned, she came out in, uh, in a Playboy ar- ar- uh, magazine. Yes, she did. Oh, damn! And she she felt like May Playboy was like these? this kind of uh, how did she explain? It was a like a. Well, in any case, she, she. I have I have the article here. I think. Uh, she was she was actually pretty upset with herself over the situation because it was met with like no fanfare and she felt like oh the public just kind of accepted it and here I yeah. was you know in in confusion and not wanting to do this for so long it was such a fucking waste of time that huh. like finally when she came out I it was have. just like okay yeah and so she was like it was she, you know that was that was seemed like that was her opinion. Can I can I like read the actual Do quotes it. from the 1979 Playboy interview? Uh, so she like after she came out in this Playboy interview, um, she she said of picking Playboy, she picked it because the magazine has always been concerned with liberation, and I'm anxious to liberate myself. That is fucking real, y'all. And then she says, the public turned out to be amazingly tolerant or, if you wish, indifferent. Uh, and this is from the Vice article. Indeed, no one seemed to give two fucks. And from there, her career kept skyrocketing. There had never been any need of this charade to have taken place. It had proven a monstrous waste of years of my life, she once said about her time living as a man. That's funny. That seems like, I mean... You can also find find like articles that almost say the opposite that like that was that was the the point that like she was kind of forgotten, and so like at least it's nice to see like her be able to like reclaim that as herself, yeah, well, I mean like i that's a very old school trans mentality to have is like this this idea that you really uh this idea that you need um I guess that you need to feel guilty about like the life you've lived a uh, pre-transition, you know? And like, I don't, I don't, I personally do not like regret, you know, living my life the way I did. I had to live it that way to be the person that I am now. So like dwelling on it is just not doing anyone any favors. Oh, so. by the way, this is unrelated, yeah. but it looks like there's some people who are interested in calling into the show. Oh, oh yeah. If you, would like to, if you would like to call in, the number is 718-928-9732. So that's 718-928-9732. Oh, yeah. okay. That number uh, that you called at the last minute yeah, last yeah, week that, on the yeah, show? Yeah, that was pretty terrible, but uh, I think it's because I was actually at dinner. Oh, oh looks like here we a go. Call. We've, got, we've yeah. got a caller. You're really? on the air. Oh, hey, it's Jean. Uh, thanks for reading the number. Hi, Jean. <laughs> oh, thanks for calling in. No problem. I was really excited by the show. I was like excited by the talk about like masking. Masking? Um, yeah, like when you when one is on the spectrum, like masking one's like weirdness, right? In some ways, and I was thinking it's exciting that like a radio show is like a really good covert way to do that. Mask is like a socially acceptable to like talk about. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't make sense, but um. So like me, 
me voicing my shitty opinions about non-binary folk is masking. Oh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> those were just like those were just like problem opinions. <laughs> I know I have problematic opinions, so sue me. I'm human. But no, so they say. That, like, sometimes it is difficult to just like normally talk to people, right? But it's exciting to have like if you're like broadcasting to people it's like okay to talk to them right because you're engaged in some kind of like Mm -hmm. activity that doesn't involve vulnerability it's like making yourself into a product in order to be more human yeah that's uh the whole reason that i came up with um my stage name oh yeah people kept giving me shit for saying faggot on stage and i'm like you know what i don't need this so i created juno tempest my my therapist like my my legal names therapist uh, and Juno Tempest, Doctor Juno Tempest, myself has uh, I, I've been filling in for Janelle ever since. That's probably the first and only time I'll ever say my legal name on the air. I might bleep it out in post production. Whoa. Okay. Cool. That's pretty wise. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to take up too much time in the phone, so I just wanted to say I've been enjoying this episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. You should text Natalie. Tell Natalie to call in if she feels like it. I would love oh, to have cool. Natalie talk, like talk to people about her her views of Wendy Carlos. Well, you can tell if someone else is calling in, right? No, Whoa. no, okay, yeah. There's no. Okay, yeah. I'll get a. I'll send her. I'll send her a quick note saying yeah. that you're like yeah. sitting oh for a guest or something. Yeah. Also, if you know Wendy Carlos, um, please feel free to forward this episode to her, uh, because I would love to like have her input on this um cool. yeah yeah she, she sounds, still lives in new york yes yeah. she sounds very cool. exciting she sounds very like rigorous and has, has like very high standards which i like i bet yeah okay i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna hang up okay. i'm gonna repeat Bye myself y'all. just to make her right, like step on me budging. it's gonna be so cool yeah, yeah. so that was gene oh we, yeah. i love when people call in i yeah. love that there's interaction here guest on uh, the second episode Mm. Oh yes, mm-hmm. call back. Yeah, Jim yeah. Thornton of uh, in Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, oh, there seem to be tourists in the lobby. Oh, hey, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everyone is looking in on how cool this is. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a good thing yeah. I don't have my tits out. But, but this is normal. I would be yeah. shocking zero yeah. Europeans right yeah. now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to take my yeah. tits out. Uh, until they're gone i'm wearing for for all of you tuning in uh to sad trainee poetry hour here on radio free brooklyn uh i'm juno tempest and i am wearing my boyfriend's nickelodeon t-shirt from kohl's it has all of the great cartoons of the 90s for you 90 kids rugrats it's got reptar and rocco and arnold and Mm. stimpy and there's a whole bunch of things that Tommy are being and rebooted. Chucky. And oh my god, the Avril monsters. Yes, that is like so hard to find. I tried to steal mm. it off the internet and nope, can't find it. It was like really comp it wasn't that like a precursor CGI thing to like mm. the whole like 
uh, Detective Pikachu movie or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I mean, I remember, like, when it's all, Monster Inc. Yeah. all real monsters, that makes sense. But like having them like CGI'd into like a real setting. Whoa. But uh, Detective Pikachu, CGI uh. Pikachu, with it just looks like a fucking plush toy. Uh, okay, like I think An CGI Pikachu plush was, toy yeah. and also Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's I pretty cool. I think that's a like a gross misuse of Ryan Reynolds as an actor <laughs> is making him into Pikachu. Well, he's Pikachu's like, I don't friend. want Pikachu to suck my dick. I want Ryan Reynolds to suck my dick. Uh, and now it's ruined Ryan Reynolds for me. That actually makes like, no, it's like, it's kind of like it associates Ryan Reynolds with like the furries. Kind of. <laughs> That's where I was like, wait, yeah. it's yeah, no, furry uh, or human. Yeah. Well, no. I guess I like, get yeah, Pikachu's not strictly speaking a furry, but like it kind of depends on Pikachu's what sense. Pikachu's not I, a furry. Pe- right. People who like, the idea of Pikachu as like a sex object. I don't, I know, you know, I, as a doctor, I will say that there's a lot of nuance to like, uh, as a a genre (laughs) to like being, you know, having like various kinds of feelings about like different kinds of like, not even like just like having emotions invested in like animated like characters, you Mm -hmm. know? It doesn't have to be, you know, the fur can be like a metaphorical thing. Like, I don't know. Metaphorical fur? Yeah. Like warm and fuzzies. It gives you warm, it gives you feelings. Not, not me. Feelings I'm just saying. below the belt. I like, you know, I only have like heterosexual feelings towards women below the belt. I like, like human women, no furries, nothing of that sort. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I don't know what I'm talking, what I was talking about. But anyway, like I'm saying that there's like, what was I saying? That there's many reasons. Like, I think a large part of the reason what people think of as furries, right? A lot of the time it's like people being attracted to the idea of like, inter- like an emotional thing. Like people like wanting to interact with like a cartoon character, being people like kind of like dissociated from their bodies. Dissociated. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not really so much like wanting to be like, actually like have a physical relationship with like an animal or no. like, no, that's weird. Or like wanting to like touch your pet or anything like that. It's more that like, People like the well, yeah. That's what differentiates uh, a furry from uh, a bestialist, right? Yeah, it's not a bestialist. So it's like it's not even about like the animal aspect of things. It's about more the mental aspect. Like you want to be in that cartoon somehow. It's like these like expressive like creatures seem more real than the people around you. Speaking of dissociating, if you wish to dissociate with some of your money for a good cause. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We do rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So to support our mission, we invite you to make a regular donation of your money. Part with your money. See, that's the dissociation joke. At oh. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to stay on the air, so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you would like to donate to this show, Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the very show you're listening to right now, uh, you can do so by visiting rfb.nyc slash TP again that's rfb.nyc slash s 
http send me juno tempest your money to support trans artists and our art and amplify trans voices through the magic of internet radio wow did you just make that up yeah i I try to find a creative way to segue into the the corporate nonprofit dick sucking yes um, as i put it usually Mm. on uh arts for scene yeah or last week i think yes referred to it as corporate corporate nonprofit dick sucking Oh, uh, yeah. I just like sucking dick. I guess yeah, I guess that point. makes sense. Yeah, it's like a lot. It seems like a, like a lot less fun than actual dick yeah. sucking. But even referring to it as that makes it more like seem more you know, fun. I love, like, <laughs> I love the warning before my show. This yeah, warning I like is that, great. Yeah. We didn't have it the first. Yeah, I like week that they added. Two? I like that they added that the warning. first week. No, no, this, I think it was the third week that we yeah. heard it. Oh it no, would, no no no! I was it. The oh, yeah, because yeah, it, it was just me and you that week. Oh, yeah, was it was after? Um, and it was Gene and I. Like we talked about Anton's porn career. Oh, uh, well, the, the first morning. the first two weeks were, thanks, were pretty. Thanks, Doctor Xerxes. <laughs> thanks, Gene, for getting us like <laughs> explicit blocked. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> this show contains explicit content. Furry like, porn. Yeah. Not really. I try to keep it very medical. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> medical. Yeah. We're extremely yeah. medical. Like kind of like those videos where you can see people having sex, but it's just like the heat map. You don't see the genitals. You just see the shape of the genitals and like a red kind of and everything else is blue. I mean, like I remember that. being told in high school that porn was a research material. Sure. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. Well, you must have had decent sex ed. Well, yeah. yeah. Upper white class, middle, upper middle class neighborhood. Oh, we, we just watched a, a show about someone who did not get proper sex education, Mr. Baby Cakes in China, Illinois. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> is that a real show? Yes, it is a real show. China, it is amazing. China, Illinois is the name of the show. And um, what what what's his name? Patrick Neely or whatever. Yes. Uh, uh, Something Neely. Brad Neely. Brad Neely. Brad Neely. Yeah. Right. And at, like... It's surprising how much I like all the fuckery in his show. Yeah. Like his show is pure his shows are pure shenanigans. That's um, pretty good. The the bread it's like Brad Neely's Harg Scopio. Harg Narglin Scolio Pipio. That and it's just this this like uh what is it? Skit skits over and over. Like just like animated sketches. I mean it's like what's that the the one Rick and Morty episode with the international black In, box TV. Uh it's interdimensional. Yeah. There you go. Cable. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like a TV show that yeah. is just that. Oh wait, no, I've seen Baby Cakes. It's that that weird cartoon where it's just like that like Man, yes, like he, he, was, man he was. You two first, he was yes. Just, yes, yes, and he had like little shorts, like, like yes. I mean, those ones are amazing. But like he, uh, he really tuned the voice in, like the for the sh- for China Hill's noise. So Baby Cakes is much more like it's much better in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great must show. shake woman, shake, <laughs> shake woman. I don't know what's going on, Are Steve. <laughs> Did you touch your penis? Yeah, wait. So you watched this for research? <laughs> Oh no! No, no. <laughs> that was, it was a it was a, a segue into like our our personal private life where uh, we are naked in bed. Guess I, I trying I, to stay uh, cool in the AC. I shake woman on the edge of buildings. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's that's yeah. baby cakes from China, Illinois, by Brad Neely. Yeah. 
Oh, you're listening to fun, sad yeah. trainee poetry <laughs> yeah. hour here on Radio Free Brooklyn. They go back to the the fluffy furries. Did you guys see the the with the Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, of course. Oh I was like every time, like when that movie came out, I was constantly forwarded news about this movie. Somehow people yeah. thought I would be very interested. Well, and like now there's human the, chompers. Yeah. And now there's the Cats movie. Oh lord. I've heard yeah. really nasty that things about dramatic. the Cats movie. I hope well, they, why like, do we need that? Do, I hope they fence in the it? movie. Because they no, feel like taking big, like big budgets to remake shit, yeah. so that they don't actually have to create anything new. Well, it seems yeah, Napster like, yeah. fucked everything yeah. up. Well, no, the Cats movie seems pretty exciting. Is it a movie? I blame, I it was I just blame a Disney. Yeah. That anti-Semitic fuck. Yeah. 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 Why not? Uh, let's let's just blame. Yeah. Let's no, get no, to the that's, that's definitely true. Like, Damn yeah. fucking Nazis. A lot yeah. of like, I think Disney like artwork is probably responsible for a lot of like furries right now. Like, yeah. I think a lot of like, it's because they're like, Anthrop- the, yeah, I think it makes sense actually because Disney, like, a specific yeah. Disney movie? Re- no, like, no, because Disney was like an extreme like sexual puritans, and a lot of he wow. like hired the best oh, like, okay, okay, I no, see and he, like, he hired like the best like animation talent, right? But mm-hmm. he was like also very like strict about like the sexual puritanism in his like workplace so like all of this like sexual energy like like all of kind of repressed all the creativity all this power and energy that was like these like adult animators who like are very good like top of their like field right like all of this like artistic power is like 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 sort of like you can see it in like these old disney movies where it's like pull it like invested in this like children's art but that's like not really for kids there's like too much like emotion invested in there like these like oh, characters yeah. move too like well and they're just like too like appealing and that's why like kids can sense that and they like start to prefer that over real humans that's my theory oh. yeah so you're <laughs> saying uh walt disney is responsible for uh the furry epidemic i, I would say so yeah i would like I would, i'd say that that's, that's my medical opinion i would say that's fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! This, I mean, yeah. it kind of reminds me of uh, Ren and Stimpy. Have you ever like oh revisited god. that? Yeah, I did. That like, is yeah, so I mean, terrible. Oh, the the yeah. one episode it's that was amazing. banned from from TV where the oh with Mister Horse. Oh, that wasn't even banned. Where like like with Mister Ho- like the whole character of Mister Horse should have been banned. I think. Oh, yeah. oh the, the, <laughs> the no, 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 no. episode. No, no. There's there's the an episode that episode. full on full on describes a DM a DS rep relationship. Uh, where there's this crazy big dominant dude yeah. who's like teaching Ren and Stimpy how to be his subs. Great. And so like, <laughs> don't get on the fucking couch. And then they like get on it. And like, and it's just like, whoa, like this is so overt, like within like the oh, yeah, DS relationship, like, sexual dynamics and stuff yeah, all and, the like, time. I mean, and, and the, 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 the point would like, so like the animators are Ren and the Stimpy. Spanking. They also did a uh, Rugrats. Oh, they weird. also Yeah. Or the, the guy. Animator. Oh, the same guy. Yeah. yeah. And and so he was just like, dude, like, no, we were just pushing the boundary as much as we fucking yeah. could. And that okay, was, that well, was I the fucking love Angry yeah. Beavers. To be fair. To be fair. To be Is that fair. also another one of his shows? No, <laughs> that's Letter Kenny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I oh, fucking love Letterkenny. Yeah, it's, the Letterkenny is pretty good. The '90s yeah. animation was pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, with Duckman, you guys remember that or uh, the Critic? I do remember. Oh, that. the Critic. Yeah. The Critic. Oh, oh God, what's yeah. his what's his name? Oh, the dude who voiced that. the Critic, John, John Lovitz. Yeah, John, John Lovitz. Lovitz. Yes. God, he's such she, he's he's such a fucking lovable boob of a character. Uh, yes. Like yeah. he's he's so bumbling. It's got almost like, almost flamboyant, like in a way. Yeah, but it's like Whoa. like this happy, exciting, like yeah. 
Yeah, I, I want feel him like at a that, party. that made that made the uh, paved the way for George Costanza. Hmm. Costanza. <laughs> or wait, was was the critic before? I think it was after Seinfeld. I, I, think it was, I don't know. Contemporary. It was definitely yeah. yeah it was because Seinfeld okay. started like not, yeah. like real early nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could George Costanza's full yeah. on. Uh, I remember Larry when David. they were doing like the area code thing, and now AT and T is like doing this ad. Uh, like it's a an area code thing. Yeah. Like, bitch, the fuck. That yeah. that is not. People, the area code thing is always like going to the gym or something like like the two one two thing. All the ads are like well, lifting like very light oh. dumbbells. This, like, this ad, like, this ad has like a really like hot woman of color standing in front of the Flatiron Building. Whoa, so uh, like that's that's a two one two thing. It's a two one two thing. Apparently, uh, I need I need to get a new area code. <laughs> I'm still yeah. a five eight fiver. I I'm uh, I'm nine two nine. Niner. Yeah. I I ordered my phone. If anyone wants to donate to Juno's new phone fund, my Venmo is at Juno Tempest. My phone is fucking busted. And it's also three years old because I got it like this is this is a like first run iPhone 7 pre-ordered while I was still living in Germany. So that it was going to be oh. here in New York when I got here, when I moved here. So, you know, help, help, a, help a witch out, help a bitch out, help, help out your trans, uh, the trans e-girl of your dreams. Um, oh, do you need I, yeah. something? Is, is, yeah. Is oh, you're one? trying this beer, but like, I don't know how to like open it. Oh, uh, Lord. Oh. Here, you oh, try yeah. it. Oh boy! Oh boy! We're gonna we're Just gonna make my oh, yeah, my wow. boyfriend Fox try this. I've been sure, trying to I, teach yeah. him how to open. Listen, a no, no, no. The first the first episode, like that, should be a sound bite. Like I popped that thing like fucking right on oh. spot. I didn't even try. And I still, I'm still healing oh. from the last two oh, weeks. Oh, you did it just with your hand. I just grabbed the lighter, and I'm so horrible at this. And like I just walked in, and the, the radio show started. Pop, perfect. And then the next week I tried again and I just chopped my fucking finger up and oh. the next finger up and wow. So so we're we're learning. We're learning yeah. how to do this. Is this I, I can't believe this isn't a twist top. It's not no, even, it's not like it's like a cider. Yeah. But it's like Yeah, you got to have your hand up a little more and cider. remember what I said about the crook of your hand and like have have it lower for leverage. I'm just going to use my mouth. Creating oh, No, don't do, do it. not do that. Anton can tell check you. Check it out. Check in my mouth. <laughs> I, check my crack. <laughs> see his it. crack yeah his crack can you pass yeah. this to her i don't know oh uh, here you just go yeah. yeah juno juno's got yeah. the, the the beer open yeah, so i will defer that to you it's one if of, you give me the lighter i'd try but now, now you're giving me new devices to play with and it's just, just too much i just yeah. here pass it oh so wow you did it okay, yeah cool. we're going around yeah, I believe yeah. like okay. the electronic equipment yeah. tom if you're listening tom tinney uh yeah, yeah. so um uh, yeah, it's one of the two most valuable skills I learned in Germany because, like, German gets me nowhere in New York. Um, and that is the skill that I spent the most time learning. Uh, but the most valuable skills I have are, like, opening bottles with just about anything, like, rigid, as long as it, like, is conducive. Hmm. Like, I could open a beer bottle on the edge of the desk if there weren't electronic equipment here. Oh, I can do that. That yeah. move. Yeah. That, that move's pretty easy. All right. That's pretty easy. 
Well, it's a yeah. similar thing. It's just your hands are doing all the work instead of the table. Oh, jeez. Oh, I have trouble tying my shoelaces. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I looked down. I thought you might be wearing like Velcro shoes. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I loved the Velcro. Give yeah. me that. Yeah. I could not yeah. understand how most people did yeah. two loops and give me a break. Yeah, I I was one of the first kids in my kindergarten class to learn to tie shoes. Whoa! Um, and so like the teacher, because Mrs. Schrader in uh, at at Monroe Elementary School in Mankato, Minnesota, um, I think she's still still alive. She's she's really old now. I think she's probably in her like, she's got to be in her eighties. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Because she was like in her fifties, I think, when I was in kindergarten. Um, but yeah, she she would because she was a great kindergarten teacher. She would like enlist me to help tie other kids' shoes. Whoa, yeah. That's and so intense, I would have yeah. to get behind kids while they were like standing up and tie from that end because I only oh, knew to, how like, to tie from, from my angle. perspective. Oh my god, yeah. And then That's I was a so preschool weird. teacher for three and a half years, so I got really good at... Did you get other kids to do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You, you taught them? Oh, my God. I don't think oh, I ever taught any of my uh, kids. Oh, my I, God. Uh, I taught... It's one of the first things I did. Because oh, wow. parents fucking love you for that shit. What, oh, what, so what age group was this? Yeah. This was like... I started working with I mean, like... four or five. Four... You can like, push it earlier like than that. Th- three to f- yeah. three to four year olds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was the three year olds. Three some three year olds can be really, be really with yeah. it. Well, yeah. I, I was like teaching. But you're still wiping asses. I was, I was teaching kids all sorts of valuable skills, like life skills. That's, That's why actually I was very useful. Fucking... Yeah. No, that is actually useful. Like, my, yeah, my parents like. I guess I was taught to tie my shoes by like various family members, but I was made to feel very like insecure. Mm-hmm. And like, if I did not, isn't that like the Russian way, though? Yes, the, that is very much the Russian way. Yeah, it's like, where, like uh, it's also the Irish Catholic way. Yeah, I except guess so. that, like, instead of making you feel like garbage, they just look at you disapprovingly. That's instead a... of telling you you're garbage, oh. they just kind of like look at you with disgust. Like, ugh. oh yeah, that's a what sad. a waste of space. But you did learn how yeah. to tie your shoelaces. I hey, did. Yeah. I, also, I got Velcro. I also learned how to read like very early. I was reading basic like basic books at age like I started reading trying to read at age four but then like my my family got like irritated with me trying to like question them is kindergarten right or no five oh no kindergarten okay yeah yeah five to six depending (sighs) on when you fall like your birthday falls um but yeah so, I mean, I, every once in a while, I remember, I'll try to think, like, what is my earliest memories? And I got a flashback of, like, choking to death on something. Whoa. That's- but I think that that might be mixed with being told about that event. Whoa. So it's like I burned my hand on a curling iron when I was three years old, and I remember that. Oh, I definitely did yeah. that on, on an actual iron. I remember exactly what, like, where I was. It was in the yeah. bathroom. Like, I don't remember the time of year or anything. I think it was probably fall or something. And my mom was so upset with me because she had to, like, I remember she wrapped my hand in, like, toilet paper uh. um, because it was a burn or whatever. And then she had to take me to the doctor, and it was a big, like, a yeah. big 
to do because I think she was probably pregnant. She was definitely pregnant with my brother at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make the child feel guilty for doing. Well, I mean, she was my dad was working like two or three jobs. And oh, yeah. Mama was stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, Mom was obviously stressed. And I was a very difficult child. Like, no wonder my mother no longer speaks to me. Because oh, I put God. her through the fucking <laughs> ringer. Uh, Mom, I am so sorry. Oh, God. Yeah. But also, like, can we get over this already? Uh, We're both adults. Why Why are we doing this? Like, I, I know my my family will never listen to this radio show, but at least <laughs> one episode I want to, like, dedicate just to family. And oh, that would be nice. send, like, I like... I'll edit the fuck out of the episode yeah. and just be like, here, this is a thing that's on the internet. I edited it yeah. so that like, like call in and say what you want to yeah. say to your family that even though they're never going to hear, Oh my God, let it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well that, that like, can be a different show. As in, yes, yeah. exactly. Tagline for the show. If yeah. you, if you wish to call in in the next like two to three minutes, that yeah. phone number to call in is seven, one, eight, nine, two, eight, Nine seven three two. Again, that's seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. Damn! If I had internet access, I would just like text oh all my God. people. I also have friends. to read this. Um, one of the few ways Radio Free Brooklyn is able to generate revenue is to keep our station on the air is by offering affordable podcast recording services to people in the community. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast or just want to get yours out of your kitchen and into a professional studio where it belongs, RFB offers a low hourly rate, which includes a technician. Wow, what a steal. So all you need to do is show up and record. As a special thanks to our live listeners, we're offering an amazing discount through September 1st. Just use the coupon code STP when scheduling and you'll get 20% off of your First recording with us, just go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and enter your coupon code to get your discount. That's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and use coupon code STP before September 1st. Oh. Have you ever broken any bones? Yes. I had uh, nine rib fractures on the left side of this was my a car accident right uh i was i was hit by a car on my bike in germany in oh. april 2013 were you an aggressive biker uh yes but i also wore a helmet yes. which is the only reason i'm alive right now wear helmets that motherfucker cracked in half y'all i saw i saw an adult with his motherfucking kid biking down the street here in brooklyn no one had helmets i was ready to call the cops and tell them like, all right, this is endangering the welfare of a child, you fucking piece of shit. Sorry. I feel similarly. Like, you know, protect your kids, y'all. The last thing you want to do is, like, have an accident and end up in jail for, like, uh, you know, the murder of a child. Because that can be the extent of the law. Speaking of furthest <coughs> extent of the law. Right, you know, safe. keep yourself yeah. safe. Yeah. I broke my tooth skiing. My front tooth. I broke of my tooth biking. Yeah. And then, then I killed the next two teeth next to it in the process. Oh, uh, that sucks. I got really lucky. I just had like a crescent shape and. Oh my God. It was terrible. Yeah. I, the front tooth was just smashed in half from the skiing accident. And 
The pain is so on. Just breathing is excruciating pain. Well, this is it's a, your fucking skull. Well, no, no, the nerve nerve ending. It's because your your nerve endings are literally hanging out in so like open air. It's just mm. so unbelievable. Oh, wow. Wow. And like, I get home because this was a skiing. I was out like skiing, and you know, you kind of go in the rural area. Boy Scout skiing adventure, and uh, I get home, open the door, and kind of smile at mom, and mom puts her head, I can't believe you did that, and walks away. The amount, I was so upset, like the shame, like, like, of course, yes, I purposely try to fuck my face up, and then for, this was like, oh god, I might have been like 13, and then for, till I was 18, every six months, I'd bless that motherfucker out of my face. Like, my one time my brother bounces up underneath me my jaw clenches together and there goes my tooth i bit into a bagel c- cinnamon sugar bagel and there goes my tooth halfway across the fucking place oh wait did you have to have like a replacement tooth? oh so like like they, they would only put plastic oh, on right. over over it because it was my mouth was still growing and now oh. i have permanent one but it was insane yeah. later later on I, yeah. I broke my tibia and fibia the second time well not the second, wow. another time skiing the last That's so run down. Were you like a really like an extreme skier? No, it was just the last run down. Wow. Tired end of the day. I mean, I used to I used to uh, aggressive skate also, yeah, yeah. and I kind of oh, like yeah, messed okay, up my wrist. That, yeah. It was the end of the day. It's, it's yeah. like it's time to call on the flag. Yeah. Don't don't push it one more time. Just just go home. What? Wow. Did you do a lot of other extreme like sports? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, I used to dive, uh, swim, and yeah, and my my my. My free time, my grandma, she bought me rollerblades because I liked going there and they had a skate park. So she would bring me there to this park yeah. playground when I was a kid. She'd bring me It was also the place where she met her like extramarital lover. Oh, oh. oh cool. as a kid, like I knew like, yeah. wait a second, something's going on yeah. over here. Oh, you're a grandmother? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, no, that's cool. Like, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. yeah I'm not Grandma's really, getting yeah. some dick on the <laughs> no, side. No, like, I'm not realizing the child for extramarital affairs. Yeah, that's like really cool that you can still like care. Of course, like there's no reason you wouldn't. But, like, oh, I mean, it's not, it's not. I didn't do it. Like I didn't yeah. fuck my fuck yeah. over my, my life partner that yeah. I've been with my whole life. I mean, you know, wow. but it like it took a while. Eventually, like my mom kind of hinted at something. I was like, "Oh yeah, that definitely happened." Oh, wow. and your mom? Did your mom know like this extramarital affair was going on? Uh, I, yeah, she knew. It was kind of like you know, hinted I at secretively. Part of yeah. I hate being part of extramarital okay. affairs. Like unwittingly, I, even yeah. worse. Unwittingly is bad. Yeah. I had I had parents when I was a preschool teacher who were like fucking around behind their their spouse's back and i was supposed to turn a blind eye and i'm like you knew that about like the kid's parents yeah wow. yeah they're like oh, oh did they so come and, together so to, and like, for so the kids? is over a lot oh okay oh the kids would tell you about like their and also like some some very unscrupulous well i mean i would have done it too but like not while i was taking care of their kid uh, like a couple <laughs> caregivers were like yeah. fucking dads on the side, and I was accused. I was accused at one point of like fucking dads, and I like it was a whole that, yeah. to do. And I had to delete a tweet uh, on my like private. I had to make my Twitter private. Thirsty Juno. There was a, there was uh. a fucking screenshot going around to all the parents, and I'm like, I am not. Wait, Holy so this shit. is when you when you were your at husband, daycare. Your husband is not a chaser. I'm not sucking your husband's oh, dick. Shit. Like fathers are kind of a universal. It's like, why would I? Why <laughs> would I be that dumb to like fucking hook up with one of 
like my kids' parents. Yeah, when you can find a different dad. Exactly. Yeah, I I mean, like no, 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 no. It's definitely. I do, yeah. I do like dads. <laughs> Hot dads hit me no, up. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. At Temptress Juno yeah. on no, Twitter. I, I also like kind of like dads in a way. So I've I never mean, thought about doesn't? it before. Yeah. Who I guess doesn't? my employer is like my dad, but like in only a platonic way. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, was it? The Greek of platonic. Where we've got like four minutes left. Yeah. Um, Dr. Xerxes, where can we find you? Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Xerxes Verdompt, at Xerxes Verdompt. And I like you, if you message me, I'll like, I'll definitely respond because I'm very like professional and have like lots of messages, but I'll respond to each one. He's a doctor. It's confidential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely confidential. What about August 19th? Oh yeah. This is, um, like sometimes I will condescend to, well, not condescend. It's important for me to be a part of the transgender community as a doctor. Community. Because, yeah. yeah. You know, I always reach out to like the transgender people who like sometimes come to me for like different like medical reassignments. You're a modern, a, yeah. a modern, a modern day like genre Harry Benjamin. That's right? right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'd like to think that I'm carrying out his legacy and I do this on a monthly basis with my co-host Juno Tempest. Me, Juno Tempest. Yes. Um, I have in common with uh, one of our subjects of today's episode, Wendy Carlos. She actually received uh, her first hormones um, from Dr. Harry Benjamin, the grandfather of trans medicine. I jerked off into a cup in a basement laboratory at uh, Universität Tübingheim, where Harry Benjamin studied before he moved to New York in, like I think, 1912 to study endocrinology. Or to uh, practice endocrinology, rather. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Juno Tempest. You can find me here every Saturday for Art Star Scene Radio, Ask Radio, from 7 to 8 p.m. And Sundays, right here for Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, from 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, you can find me performing every Tuesday at uh, the theater under St. Mark's for the open mic. It is $5 and uh, anything goes basically just no heckling. Um, and I will be your late night bartender usually at under St. Mark's. Um, I think that's, that's about it for me. What about you, Fox? Do you want to promote anything? Oh, I'm here every Sunday is uh, the backup just in case guest. At the Sad Trainee Poetry Hour yeah. from 4 to 5. Awesome. And call in at 718-928-9732. But not right now. Not now, because we are over. Yeah, just save it in your phone. Yeah, so. don't do what I did last week, because I was having dinner. And they Put were us like, on speed dial. No. Well, you said it was Call lunch in next week. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought, yeah. Every yeah. Sunday at 4 to 5. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, if you know Wendy Carlos, if you can put us in touch with Hook her. Hook us up with like have have her people call my people which is me juno tempest uh you know let let her know we appreciate her and her work um in any case just spread the word yeah download the app yeah radio oh, free brooklyn yeah download that shit it's fucking awesome um go to the now. website listen to it live and we, we are on iTunes now. This oh yeah, sad training poetry hour is now on iTunes. But listen, listen to our show live. Live is the best way. Yeah, it really is. But sometimes you want to catch up with the backlog. Yeah, backlog, 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 backdoor boyfriend. Um, that's, you doing more more yeah. uh, commercials. Oh yeah, if you wanted like also about like for August nineteenth, I just remembered there's like this amazing website I went to called called t4t.club. 
T4T Talk Club. You heard it here first yeah. on Sad Training Poetry Hour. Yeah. Um, then we'll find the, the date of our next show. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> up next, we've got another show. Uh, See you stay next week. Stay tuned. All right.